From documents released in the Mueller report, you know the guy, Robert Mueller, the Sherlock Holmes of the DOJ. Starting back in 2013, the Russian government interfered with the 2016 U.S. presidential election with the goal of harming the campaign of Hillary Clinton, boosting the candidacy of Donald Trump, and increasing political and social discord in the United States. Yeah, you know the reason why most of you guys went on blocking sprees. You get a block. You get a block. You get a block. Basically, the Mueller report is saying Russians are trolling like 50 Cent. The Internet Research Agency based in St. Petersburg and described as a troll farm created thousands of social media accounts that purported to be Americans supporting radical political groups, specifically black Americans, and planned on promoted events in support of Trump and against Clinton. My husband is not the Secretary of State. I am. <laughs> they reached millions of social media users between 2013 and 2017, fabricated articles of disinformation, and they were spread through the Russian government-controlled media and promoted on social media. Additionally, computer hackers affiliated with the Russian Military Intelligence Service, GRU, infiltrated information systems of the Democratic National Committee, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, and the Clinton campaign officials, notably Chairman John Podesta, and publicly released stolen files and emails through DC Leaks, Guccifer 2.0, WikiLeaks during the election campaign. Finally, several individuals connected to, the Rus connected to Russia contacted various Trump campaign associates offering business opportunities to the Trump organization and damaging information on Clinton. Anytime anybody from Russia offers you a business opportunity, especially if you're Trump, it's probably a good idea to take it. When was the last time... But however, Russian government officials have denied all involvement in the hacks or leaks. Uh... Yeah. At the border. They're laughing at us. They're bringing However, drugs. Hillary Clinton still won the popular vote. It is time. She has also been criticized for lack of campaign strategy. Hiring DWS, maybe? And he's going to leave here and go... And you think you could have waited to hook up your mans in them for the election heels? With a single purpose. Just days before the election, after weeks of believing that Michigan was safely blue, the pro-Hillary Clinton super PAC discovered that it was a one-point race. The group quickly poured a whopping $5 million into the state, and the Clinton campaign did similarly. The past months, as I have and on the eve of the election, the aide sent Clinton herself, as well as her top surrogate, President Barack Obama. But it was too late. Trump had risen above her in key states. Her doom was like the long laundry list of holistic doctors, <clears throat> Dr. Sebi, or presidential aides or bookkeepers from the nonprofit organizations directly related to the Clinton Foundation, allegedly. But today, I got time. Today, I got time. Yes. Yeah. Today, we get down to the bottom of this. Can elections be tampered with? Or do we blame bad strategy and disconnect? I have professionals from both sides of the aisle today. Today, 
we're going to get down to the foundational elements of campaign security. And the biggest question, can elections be rigged? All right, so today we have our pro and con side. And representing the con side, we have Justin Benjamin out of the University of California, Berkeley. He graduated with a degree in political economy, and his current position is an inside sales agent for cover insurance. How's it going today, Justin? It's going pretty good. I'm glad to be here. So on the pro side, we have a very special guest today, Selena Wilson. And Selena Wilson is a curator. You can check her content out on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Her education, she's Oakland bred, a proud graduate of Castlemont High School. Go Castlemont. She has a bachelor's in human resources from Holy Names University, a master's of science in learning and organizational change from Northwestern University. So how's it going today, Selena? It's going pretty well. Thank you. Just pretty well. Dry. You are on the debate show. What do you mean pretty well? well you, know, you know what? Let me let me correct that. It's going fantabulous now that I am here officially with the debate show. Awesome. So look. Let's get down to this debate. So let's 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 give our audience the structure of our debate. So first we'll have our opening statements from both parties. Each of those will be timed to three minutes. You have a second rebuttal and then your closing arguments. All of those segments will be three minutes apiece. These will be judged by our esteemed judges and we will come to a decision. So... We're going to flip a coin here, guys. We're going to really flip a coin here this time. So, Selena, you are the pro side, so you get to call it. What's your call? We'll go with Tails. Tails. All right. Tails is a call. Tails is a call. Joe. We have flipped, and it is heads. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Justin, you'll be up first. And are you ready? Ready to go. Ready, go. So, yeah, so the question, can elections be rigged? It's an important one. I mean, you know, Donald Trump, when he was out there campaigning with everyone, he's like, it's rigged. He's telling everyone about it. So this is, uh, and at, it's funny because, you know, after he won, uh, supposedly after being rigged, then Democrats are coming back and saying now it's rigged, right? And they're uh, doing a whole investigation. To be fair, you know, they did a pre-investigation. They found a lot of stuff, which we're going to discuss throughout the debate. Uh, but the, it, the important thing here is to assess the strength of a democracy. I mean, are we going to be uh, vulnerable uh, on a, in a whole democratic electoral system of having the winner being someone who they didn't, they were not the will of the people as decided by representative uh, voting or not? Uh, so we're just going to talk about that. Uh, so uh, let's go with um, a definition uh, from Merriam-Webster, which uh, I'm sure we agree about uh, for that. So the uh, definition is to manipulate or control, usually by deceptive or dishonest means. And to me, the important thing here is manipulate or control. Do they actually hold the cards? Uh, so um, while fraudulent election... Uh, 
elections, they do exist in other countries. Uh, these are not democratic elections, not elections in any meaningful sense. So what we're really looking at here is our elections something that uh, come, uh, do they come uh, even despite a country, you know, having a legitimate actual election uh, that's actually unfairly structured to represent uh, one party at the expense of others? Uh, so that's what we're going to be discussing here uh, in this debate. And uh, one thing that I want to uh, look in particular is um, uh, issues such as hacking. Uh, so we're going to get into that in a bit. Uh, and uh, what I will show throughout this debate is that uh, even th something like uh, hacking, hacking the uh, election uh, results, uh, this will not be considered to be uh, a, a debate that is rigged. And additionally, uh, we are also going to be looking at uh, issues of, um, you know, the electoral integrity. Uh, so, yeah, so look forward to uh, Selena's response to this. Uh, but the bottom line is that elections cannot be rigged. 30 seconds. The people, the people, we are uh, in it together. We are strong as a country and we have strong constitutional, structural and uh, even at the uh, heart of it, a cultural inner democracy to be able to ensure that our elections maintain integrity regardless of the forces that uh, may act against it to try to undermine the will of the people. Thank you. All right. We have coming up, we have the pro side. And Selena, are you ready with your opening statement? Yes. Let's go. So I think that uh, Justin made some interesting points. The question around whether or not there can be rigging or whether or not the rigging is meaningful in terms of, or not meaningful, but decides the final outcome, that's not the question here exactly, right? What we're saying is can elections be rigged? Can there be some sort of tampering, which is to interfere or exert any sort of corrupt influence on an election? We know that they can be because they have been. There are actual documented cases of corruption, electoral corruption at the federal level in the United States stemming back, dating back to the 1700s. And we have examples as recent as this 2016 election. So we know that they can be rigged. We know that they can be tampered with. And we know that given the very small margin of votes, uh, of the votes in certain swing states, that it can make a meaningful difference. And so the question of, of whether or not uh, the election would have been results would have been different had this tampering not occurred is something that we can never know for certain, right? And in instances where we've tried to uh, utilize the kind of controls that Justin alluded to in terms of our balances of power at the governmental level, there has been um, adequate evidence that even there those controls are not enough. So if we look, for example, in the two thousand one election uh, between Al Gore and George Bush Jr., there were discrepancies in the state of Florida where, guess what, George Bush Jr.'s brother served as governor. And there were studies after the fact that found that the recount that was to be overseen by uh, the Supreme Court did not have sufficient oversight. And so while the will of the people may be strong, it's not strong enough apparently to counter 
the tampering and rigging that we see evident in our systems. I think the other thing that Justin brought up is hacking, and I know that we're going to get more in-depth into those arguments, but hacking is something that uh, we know is on the rise with the advent of electronic voter machines. We know that we're at risk for these things. And again, when we're looking at the definition and think of the fact that uh, rigging our undue and corrupt influence is a form of tampering, and we cannot forget that. But beyond those things, 30 we seconds. still have issues of actual physical tampering with ballots, physical champ, uh, tampering with voting machines, names being misspelled on purpose and that sort of thing to throw off votes. Uh, there have actually been several documented corruption cases where people have been, election officials, have been criminally prosecuted. So we know that is a very real and present issue in the United States of America. All right, five, four, three, two, one. You ended a little early there, huh? All right. Justin, you are up and go. Yeah, so first, um, I want to uh, bring up something that was alluded to early in, in the debate. I mean, we're talking about Sherlock Holmes Mueller. I mean, he... He went through everything, and he might have been Republican, but he went to town and ensured that we had an honest assessment here. And he found that although there were attempts made to influence the outcome, the coordination efforts between the Trump administration failed, and there was no evidence that the evidence that the efforts uh, to influence the election outcome uh, were successful ultimately. And uh, I think another thing we want to look at here is what really does it mean for an election to be rigged? Now, there's a couple of things I want to look at here. One is the example of gerrymandering, because this is an example that we know structurally exists that actually is rigging. No matter what people vote, people are going to uh, ensure the uh, politicians in power that their results don't mean anything. Uh, so that's a real ring. That's, this, that's the standard by which we're going to be looking and deciding this. And I want to take a look at uh, something that uh, it's uh, becoming increasingly fascinating, Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is basically the democracy of cryptocurrency. The computers are the ones that are voting, but the principle is the same. I and mean, we have computers that they're looking at, at uh, running these results and deciding how things can be. And you know what? People talk about Bitcoin being hacked. That's not true. Bitcoin is not hacked. Uh, instead, what is hacked is the uh, exchanges that we're looking at here. Uh, the exchanges are vulnerable. Uh, the people who implemented, they might be vulnerable. That's what's being hacked here. So yeah, cert certain districts or even perhaps, as Selena pointed out, states can be vulnerable to being hacked. But Bitcoin itself is not hacked in the same way. Elections cannot be hacked. The will of the people cannot be undermined even if a few votes or maybe even a few sections of the country, they are uh, being not properly represented. That's something to definitely look at, but we need to make sure we understand the difference because if we're looking at one thing, uh, which is a socioeconomic breakdown that undermines the choice of the people versus uh, a uh, minor problem in how the country uh, is being represented, uh, which, again, it's very important, but uh, this distinction is important because it helps us understand the issue and how to go forward and fixing it. 30 seconds. So, yeah, so uh, just to uh, uh, draw all that together... Uh, we need to take a look, a good look, at uh, the symptoms of the problem 
uh, which is the elections having some clear issues versus uh, the uh, the problem, what we are looking at here and what actually causes it here. So we need to, yes, improve technology, improve the way that we think about elections. Uh, but this is not a rigging that is happening here. This is an election that Times is made of improvement up. in the future in every respect going Mike's forward. Mic's down. All right. Selena, are you ready? All right. So Justin brought up some points around the, the kind of distinction between issues at the state level versus issues at the federal level. The challenge is that we live in a representative democracy. We don't live in a true democracy in the sense that every single person's individual vote is what determines the outcome, as we've seen in several elections, where in one candidate who won the popular vote did not win the electoral college. And I think what's key here is that in some instances, there have been states that were uh, swing states, meaning states that were key for elect electoral votes, that uh, where there was noted issues with potential fraud, potential corruption, and folks um, were, sorry. <laughs> I see it. we have an issue with the timer. My bad. I'm too focused on the timer. But yeah, there were issues in a key swing state uh, where there was documented fraud and discrepancies with data, and it actually did have an outcome on our presidential election. And again, this was back in 2001 in Al Gore v. Bush Jr., right? And so we have documented instances of where this has happened. So even if M Mueller came out and said that in this particular instance, he did not find evidence to say that this influence from Russia had any meaningful impact, there have still been past examples of where we have seen where actual tampering and issues with ballots and corruption uh, that were noted post-haste, right? Post After the case, rather, um, there's definitely questionable practices and any violation at the state level is going to pour over again when we are talking about matters of the electoral college. So I think that's something that we cannot um, not pay attention to. And again, if there was no actual corruption, there would not be people who are actually being uh, found guilty of election fraud. And the Heritage Foundation in 2015 compiled a list of convictions for electoral fraud um, so we know that there are issues, and we can't be so naive to, as to think that if there are not issues at various levels of our electoral process, that they're not going to affect our biggest electoral pro process, which is at the federal level. It's inevitable. 30 seconds. <clears throat> so the other thing that I would like to say is that I understand that there's a difference between influence and fraud, right? And so, yes, while undue influence is certainly corruption, there's actual fraud that is taking place with tangible ballots, actual tampering of uh, the political process. For example, when John Kerry ran, um, his name was purposely misspelled on certain ballots, which then created issues with the voting process down the line. Time's up. Mike's down. All right. We're going to get into our closing arguments. Justin. You're on the clock. So, yes, first of all, I would like to, again, note that the difference between what we have with a uh, countries like uh, in developing nations, countries that they are in the process of developing their democracies. 
that they are not democratic. They're not having, in many cases, uh, true elections because they have all kinds of uh, corruption issues, fraud issues. Uh, in many ways, uh, you can argue that those are rigged, but those are not elections. We know this because the will of the people, the people are not being represented. The elections are essentially, in many cases, a sham. And so when we look at uh, our, our country, a more established and albeit imperfect democracy, a representative democracy, we need to look at uh, what actually is going on here. I mean, are we structurally uh, having uh, an unfair advantage, particular uh, candidates, particular uh, individuals, even particular parties? Or are we having a system that, uh, with its imperfections, these kind of issues, they're localized? I mean, just like I said I mean, earlier with Bitcoin, uh, people are hacked on Bitcoin. Institutions, uh, groups, organizations, there's criminal activity, there's fraud, there are uh, everything really that Selena mentioned about uh, you know Bitcoin, it occurs. Yet we do not say that Bitcoin is hacked. I mean, if we look at it, the implementations are at fault. I mean, particular uh, uh, people, particular uh, companies, they have uh, not secured it properly, have not ensured that it is properly done. So can elections it's themselves be hacked? No, elections cannot be hacked. Uh, but people who are involved in elections are fallible. And that's just a fact of life. Human beings, by human nature, there's going to be uh, screw-ups. There's going to be uh, people that are uh, jeopardizing the integrity of the process. Uh, but ultimately, on a structural level, I mean, we don't talk about how the Internet can be hacked. We talk about how websites can be hacked, about how that companies can be hacked. But the internet itself, it has redundancies in place. So even if one website goes down, one organization goes down, we still have the internet. And the same way we have seconds. redundancies in place, the internet uh, is not uh, hackable in that sense, uh, which allows for us to continue to use it this, uh, today, to this day, to have this debate. Just as we continue to have a democracy, albeit imperfect as it may be, that is not hacked, allowing for us to flourish and have our wills represented. Uh, so uh, keep that in mind when you look at the issues and focus on the socioeconomic factors that ultimately are the biggest threat to democracy, not being rigged, Time's but being up. able to go in the future. All right, you are on the clock. Yeah, so I think that, um, again, I return to this point that we know it is possible for elections to be rigged because they have been, right? So again, if we return to the presidential election of 2004, when John Kerry ran against George Bush, there, was, there were so many documented issues, and the Democrats actually specifically accused Republicans of engaging in unethical activities to manipulate the election. There were so many suspect issues. For example, there were a number of votes obtained by Bush in counties where touchscreen machines and other voting equipment were used, and there were documented glitches and that sort of thing. I think part of the challenge has been that whenever we start to get into the conversation of when people want their voices to be heard, right? When there are discrepancies between the popular vote and the electoral college and people do make a big deal out of it, they are dismissed and it becomes this big kind of circular conversation with folks claiming fake news or whatever. And I recognize that the term fake no news is pretty modern or, or recent, but 
Essentially, in 2001 and 2004, anytime people have raised concerns about these matters, they've been largely dismissed by whichever branch of the, or rather, whichever party happens to be in power at that time. I think the fact that we live in a representative government with a two-party system, the will of the people is does not overshadow the will of the party, <laughs> and particularly the, the party in power. There's just not enough, uh, I think, in place for the average individual voter to really be heard if there are concerns. And again, I know that because we've seen this even in my lifetime where there have been questions and the questions have not been answered. We never got clear answers on what happened with that recount when folks were still uh, alleging that there were issues. At the time I was a teenager in high school, but I was wise enough to know that if your brother is governor of that particular state where there's questionable activity and there's people saying that there's insufficient insight or oversight, that is highly suspect, right? Like I work in, in nonprofit and I would like, we wouldn't be allowed to have that kind of level of, um, conflict of interest. So to see it so flagrant and blatantly played out on a national election stage was truly disturbing to me. And before I was even old enough to vote, I already knew like, yo, this stuff is rigged. 30 seconds. <laughs> um, so I think that we have to consider that. And I also think that, you know, while Justin talks about the fact that there are some controls in place, they're not leak proof as evidenced by WikiLeaks, right? Like there are leaks and kinks and issues in our government, unfortunately. And again, it would be naive for us to think that that doesn't spill over into election, even at the federal level. Unfortunately, it happens. All right. Three, two, one. Time's up. Mic's down. What a great debate, guys. I mean, this one is really, really, really close. So we're going to bring in our judges and let them decide on who won. Yes, yes, yes. I am Dr. TB. Welcome, welcome. And I am here taking calls today. Dr. TB, I have somebody on the line. Uh, uh, yes, who am I speaking to? Yes, you say your name is Rico. Um, um, yes, I don't think you know who I am, sir. Um, I'm Dr. TV. Yes, I'm Dr. TV. I am not vegetarian though, I'm vegan. Uh, oh, vegan. Yes. I don't think you, t I think you have the wrong guy um, on the block. What is the block? Uh, what I is got you, man. You still ain't checking out the store on Alcatraz, man. Come on, man. I know the fuck you is, bro. You ain't got this guy, no boy. Doctor, my ass. Uh, yeah, Dr. All the Good Trees, what's up, man? Right, this is my weed, man. What's up, bro? Uh, 
this is Dr. Chibi. I give health advice. Now, let me ask you a question, sir, because you sound like you eat a lot of meat. Uh, do you eat any meat? No, no, meat is very bad for you. Uh, you eat meat is very bad, man. Uh, just let you know, you shouldn't do that, man. Oh yes, sir. Well, thank you for your time today, sir. I can tell you eat a lot of meat today, and you. Uh, I don't know. I'm trapped. I don't know what this is, man. Well, thank you for. I was on 74, but uh, I, I think you have the wrong number. Uh, I got the right number, man. Yeah. <laughs> don't even tell your friends, don't eat meat, and call the Dr. TV show. Yes, sir. Okay, you you have a good day, and um, we'll see if I call you later. Uh, if you bring the bitch. You bring the big guy to me. Okay, so you have a nice day. Uh, nice talk to you. Have a nice day. Share the love and share the love for uh, Dr. Chibi. Thank you for coming. So we're going to bring in our judges and let them decide.